Welcome to Crossing Cultures. I am Sebas, your host from the Netherlands. In this podcast, I talk to people from all over the world about our countries and cultures in order to get a better understanding of each other's way of life. Welcome to the fifth episode of Crossing Cultures. It's Sebas again, and this time I am with Michelle. Is it Michelle or Michelle? Michelle. Michelle, uh, the French version. Yeah. Uh, from, <laughs> but she is from Germany, though. Welcome. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> You're already laughing. Here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you tell a bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Michelle, as I already said. I'm half German, half French, but I grew up in Germany. And uh, I'm studying entrepreneurship in Tilburg. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in culture, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, and also because you know a lot about both Germany and France. But this yeah. time I want to talk to you about, about Germany. Yeah, that's what I know better. So that's Yeah. Good. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today is that Germany just had elections last weekend. And I thought it was very interesting to talk to someone from Germany uh, who knows probably more than I do about German politics and German as a country. So I was wondering, what did you think of the German elections um, so it's my second time I voted because I was 18 the first time and I thought that the second time was much harder to decide because we had a shift, not only um, not the old candidates uh, that are leaving now, like Angela Merkel, mm-hmm. but also uh, we have a shift in culture and behavior and environment, um, social media i.e. you name it you know it it's everywhere but in germany it's uh, quite present at the moment uh, especially environment so that made it hard um because if i say it correctly correct me if i'm wrong olaf schultz he won the the elections uh with his party spd yes uh are you happy with the result <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting. I think there was nothing where I would have been completely happy with because um, the parties, each of the parties are representing one part that is important. Let's say um, one party, the Green Party or the SPD a little bit, um, represents the environment and the social issues. And then there are other parties like um, the FDP, which was um, actually quite um quite high this time especially under the young people under the young people it was spd and the green party that made because what do they have in common those two parties nothing that's a funny (laughs) interesting thing are they not both left wing spd und die grünen okay spd yes but i said fdp oh fpd yeah i'm sorry um oh yeah i get it because they are actually um focusing on the um, growth part of um, companies so basically it's interesting because one part of the society wants Germany to grow um, in the industry and other people want Germany to be more social and there's no party combining them together while also being credible and uh, that is what most people want obviously but what doesn't exist so you have this huge Okay, gap so let's between. let's check out all the parties. SPD one, what is their story? So their story is mainly focusing on the um Arbeiterklasse. Uh-huh. Yeah, the uh, workers class. Yeah, the worker class and the social issue like schools, for example, and um then you have the Green Party who's mainly focusing on the environment. And then you have the FDP, as I said already, who is mainly focusing on business mm-hmm. and growth. And, well, most famous, right, is C- CDU. CDU, exactly. I'm almost not mentioning uh-huh. anyone. Because they were because second 
Yeah, yeah exactly, they were runner up. But apparently they are very unpopular at the moment under the younger generation. But because um, CDU but is the party of Angela Merkel, e right? Exactly. But um, they Germany as a whole went through a crisis and no one could do it right. There are the ones who are blamed at the moment. W what crisis do you mean? Um, bringing mainly people's opinion together. It's That's a crisis. Um, well, the, it's hard to explain. There, there's a big gap in German society between left and right. Is that what you're trying yeah, to tell? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And um, CDU mainly wants to continue as they did before without solving the issue of racism or of environment or of growth of society. Um, they say they do it all, but they actually can't. So they're not credible anymore under the young people. And the older the generation hopes that if we continue this way at some point, um, yeah, it will work. Because CDU is like a more conservative party, right? Do I say yeah, that correctly? Yeah, you can or? say that, but um, they're not as conservative as they used to be anymore because under the pressure of uh, the movement of uh, Fridays for Future and the environment, uh, they became um, more sensible to those needs as well of those people that they usually never target. But um, So they modernized in a way. In a way, but um, it's not sure if they're actually going to put it into action. Okay. So. Do you want to uh, say what you voted for or you want to keep that private? I'm keeping that private. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, but what, what, what can you say about the result in general? Um, what does it say about German as a country? Well, that says about German as a country. Yeah, about Germany 2021. It says that we are actually in a, I would say, schizophrenic society because we want have one thing and we want to have the other thing. And especially people who are voting a certain party often have uh, two kind of views. On the one hand, they want, for example, the environment. On the other hand, they're very excited about innovation, new things that actually, for example, cars. Germany loves cars, everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really fit always together. Of course, you have the new um, carbon-free cars, but um, a lot of people are not ready yet for that. So it's a bit schizophrenic, uh -huh. I would say, in my opinion. Because on the one hand, you have the, the social movements, like, yeah. for example, climate is the biggest example of that, right? Exactly. And on the other hand, you have... And racism is a very important one, too, in Germany. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and, and what is the other part, then? What is the other side of the story? What is the, the contradicting side, part? The contradicting part is uh, the industry and the growth. Okay, so economies. Yeah, economies. Okay. Does is it a, a gap that can be fixed, in your That's opinion? That's a good question. I think um, you have to study this to actually explain that. Um, I think it's so complex that um, at the moment, I think um, it will take some time to fix it. Maybe in ten years or something, you can bring everything together as soon as, like the. Um, innovation of cars for example explain to me about cars what is it, what is, what is it with germany and cars uh, there's this tradition of loving cars and um, supporting the car industry because it's so strong and brings so much economic value that the lobbyism is very big in germany for that so actually we are debating for a long time to have a cut and have 130 on the um, high road, but yes, we never do it because Germany loves cars. So there's no limit, uh, there's no limit. on the speed of cars no. at the highways? No, and that, of course, um, is also worse for the environment. I'm not saying it's the main thing, 
also don't judge it but I'm just saying that this is something that a lot of people want to change now I heard but others don't want at all so there's a huge yeah I heard that you can compare this car discussion or speed limit discussion with the gun industry in the United States Maybe, it's something yeah. that is so dear to the American people uh, like guns are as dear to the American people as cars are for German people would you I'm say not that extreme no <laughs> because a lot of Germans don't want it anymore but um, it used to be yeah I would say and it's also a huge trend to go on car expositions and rent a fancy car whatnot so it's a bit schizophrenic yeah yeah okay well because old timers are a huge thing as well yeah but also i mean also here in the netherlands i also see old timers and maybe in that respect we are influenced heavily by german culture because not well on the other hand not because we have a speed limit of 100 kilometers per hour now on the highways um which was met with a lot of critique as well Mm -hmm. but not as much i imagine as it would have Mm. met in germany yeah because mainly the conservative party didn't want to let it um happen the city yeah because the economy is more important and they represent the people who love cars they represent the conservative parties um so the conservative people sorry so, so, so in this respect it doesn't people. mean that all of them love cars but it does mean that all of them care about the economy and care of well-being and care of actually um being comfortable and um yeah yeah seeing germany actually as a strong party or a strong country in the europe but i cannot imagine that the other part of uh, the other side of the country wouldn't want that right um no but they're willing to take the um risk of well going through a hard time i would say but they mainly they stand for everyone being equal so that's what you probably heard of but the conservative party doesn't no 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 they don't no no it's not that important for them. Okay, so but is they is that here different? Sorry. Is that here different in the Netherlands? We also have the right wings, the extreme right wing and the extreme left wing, and in the middle we have the more moderate parties. We also have the green party, like the the Grünen. Yeah. We have them, and they are called Groen Links. Mm-hmm. Um, that's green left. So that's basically the same. And I also saw a post today of them congratulating the Grünen. And comparing with the CDU, we have what's called VVD or CDA. And Mm -hmm. CDA are also based on a Catholic tradition, Mm -hmm. just like CDU, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's basic. I think they have a lot in common. uh, And they both think economy is most important yeah um and that's you can see that in their policies Uh, now for example i don't know about germany but uh, the prices of Mm -hmm. houses Mm -hmm. they skyrocket here in the netherlands and it's in germany as well exactly so super expensive for students not even exactly that's why spd is also saying hey let's get the get a limit and because there's, um, yeah, and like two yeah. weekends ago, three weekends ago, we had a huge protest in Amsterdam of people, middle class people, young people, especially starters, uh, protesting against the high prices in the, in the free sector, you know? Yeah, I met someone in Amsterdam telling me that you have to wait four years if you like um, sign up on a website. I think it's called Commerce or something. Yeah. You have to wait four years until you can get a student room for a bit less expensive for mm. 700 euros instead of more than 1,000 euros, which is uh, actually quite extreme. Yeah, uh, well, especially in Amsterdam, I, I, I think you can compare it to Berlin, even though 
in Berlin they had the new policy about the rental cap mm-hmm. in Ger- in Berlin there was a rental cap but it was turned down by the the court and uh, and it was like a rental cap to not let the rental prices skyrocket uh, but they like like I said they reversed it the court did I I think mm-hmm. Something like that, you wouldn't see that in no, Amsterdam. Berlin is also a special city. It doesn't stand for all Germany, let's put it like that. Yeah, I know, but how, how would you explain that? Um, it starts with a lifestyle, it ends with the politics. I don't know how to explain it. It's just... Um, how is their lifestyle different from the average well, They're very German. individualistic and they want to stand out. So when I was um, there, actually, I felt like I was standing out by wearing normal clothes and not um, interesting clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very interesting. The party scene is completely different as well. And the politics are... The people are more social, I would say. And um, there's a huge cultural diversity and more open-minded in a way, I would say. I'm not saying that Germans are not open-minded, but I mean that they are another level of um, open-mindedness. Do you identify with Berlin um, or people that live in Berlin? Well, i just been there a few times for a little bit. I think they're nice, but I don't know if I... I, I don't think I'm the same, definitely not. I'm not comfortable in wearing the same clothes or being um, that much um, that much myself sounds stupid <laughs> because I'm of mm-hmm. course I'm myself but they are really testing their own limits over there yeah I, it's hard to explain because where did you grow up yourself well I grew up in near Frankfurt uh-huh and um, of course we also find ourselves and we also ourselves but um we somehow fit in more into our friend groups or like into society than berlin i think i think in berlin for example in berlin it's normal to be gay it's normal to be at least um trans and so on and in my city it's normal as well but you still have some people who have who talk about it a little bit wherever like everywhere but in berlin it's not at all like that so that's what i really love about berlin that they actually don't judge versus in other parts um people do judge sometimes and what is uh yeah, it makes mm. sense. It does. I wish I would explain it better, but it's uh, really hard to explain. A lot of people know Berlin, you know. So, so I want to. I prefer to zoom in on like Frankfurt, for example, or where you gr- where you grew up. You know, that's mm. something people know much less about. So, okay. what is um, what is Frankfurt? Is it was it? Did you grow up in Frankfurt or near to Frankfurt? Near to Frankfurt. Okay. Near to Frankfurt. So in a small town. Um, not that small actually no but um, it's like 15 minutes away and uh, how were the people there difficult to say they were nice of course okay but how were they different from berlin people um i would say less (laughs) open-minded nothing less okay and um do you identify with that part of germany more than with the part of berlin even if I would like to identify more with Berlin, I do, yes, because I grew up there, so my environment shaped me, of course. And True. Uh, what you always say about Germans is, I heard it from other countries at least, is that they have a stick in their butt sometimes. A stick so in their butts? <laughs> do you say that in English? No, we don't. No? Uh, no? Yeah. Okay. So basically that means that they... Um, sometimes have difficulties to be vulgar for example mm-hmm. that's something that in berlin is like totally normal and i think that like darmstadt frankfurt is like 
kind of the region where they are like a bit like yeah less open-minded and is frankfurt is it in the center of germany or more in the south south but center Be center okay. south because there is a distinction in germany right yeah. or like a division like yeah you wanted to say something yeah is i find i try to find something nicer about my people uh -huh. no <laughs> it sounds so bad but um but because i basically they don't speak up their opinion that much i guess or they can't show off their identity if they are a bit different as easily as in berlin because people will be shocked apparently or something like that yeah so yeah and because i wanted to say roughly this the north of germany is more liberal than the south is that true the south is considered yeah. more conservative right yeah the, s the funny thing the south where you go the more conservative it gets like bayern mm -hmm. the city was still number one and it also depends on who is actually leading the country because um i, I mean the not the country but the um bundesland the, which the is the municipality Ex or the region no the region exactly because um in bayern he is actually putting his words more into action than um for example the candidate that was actually representing CDU on a national level so people would have probably much rather voted for him if he would have been on a national level um, but he wasn't so there was no choice and also what I have to say is that uh, CDU has a sister party which is CSU um, and it is um, more concentrated on Bayern and it does normally not uh, candidate nationally um, so that's why probably he, they didn't choose him as well what do you mean because they had a De they okay in germany it's like that that um each bundesland, bundesland each region each region is um like proposing someone yeah to become a candidate an official candidate and uh, then the party chooses who they take basically and then um they have like for example three people who are um like running against each other in the party and then the party decides who they put up right and then the people decide who they choose yeah well it also happens here in the netherlands with exactly. political parties um so i think that he would have been more popular under the cdu um voters in general and um, the old voters who weren't happy anymore they changed either to the green party or a lot to spd yeah yeah but it was you can see a clear shift now in these elections mm. now that more young people are voting yeah or yeah. always young people have been voting but i mean a new generation has been able to vote this time yeah so and there was a, a clear trend the new trend what do you mean yeah. since greta thunberg uh -huh. i think in germany the marketing went pretty well um, maybe that's the wrong word, but her words touched the people. The people in Germany were very sensitive about the environment and especially young people. So um, the activism started and um, you must know that in German schools, a lot of teachers are caring about the environment and social issues so they are educating you very well on that they're supporting you to actually go on the demonstration instead of going to school for example i don't know how it is in other countries but that was the case in germany and so the students were very motivated to take part and even now they still have demonstrations going on and i think it's a lot more than in other countries yeah number wise well d it definitely is dominating in the Netherlands as well. Uh, also, mm -hmm. the young people clearly stand up uh, mm -hmm. for their own future. 
so it's definitely happening here as well. But the difference, I think, with Germany is that we still have a relatively right-wing government and that Germany, it looks like the left-wing parties are now... They have a lot of pressure, yeah. They're either yeah, also... They have momentum right now. Yeah, they have a momentum, definitely. Yeah. And maybe it will also last because um, the young people talk a lot to the older people who are sensibilized about this topic as well. And... Um, yeah. yeah, clear. Exactly. I, but I am wondering why it's so much different to the Netherlands then. Mm. It seems. I don't like know uh, why it is different. Start. Well, I think the, the the attitude is the same in the Netherlands as in Germany, and we have the same kind of mindset. But um, also, Germany shouldn't forget Germany is a much bigger country, right? which also means that more young people as well but Mm. also more elderly people well you definitely i you there's definitely it's definitely a fact that the younger people the majority of the younger people in the netherlands vote for either a middle party or a left-wing party same in germany definitely or the economies yeah like our biggest party vvd also has definitely young voters um, but right-wing parties, they don't. I think they don't get many young votes, votes from young people. Mm-hmm. I think they get more votes from the older generations. So there, there's a shift going on in the Netherlands as well, for sure. Uh, but not as obvious yet as in Germany, I think. Mm. Uh, because I saw statistics about Germany and it's definitely the younger people yeah. If you would would have only count the younger votes, then like CDU, uh, yeah, CDU would be way lower mm. than SPD and the, the exactly. Gruner. And maybe it's also because the Netherlands is as itself already greener than Germany. You have bike roads, and um, yeah, you and see yeah. a lot of bikes everywhere. Versus in Germany, it's a huge trend as soon as possible to get a car. So the streets are full of cars. Yeah, that's a con- that's a paradox, right? That's With Germany, what I mean it's about very, yeah, very it's very controversial. Left wing. Like on the one hand, I care about the environment, but on the other hand, I care about having the car yeah, and showing yeah. off with the car. So it's a bit so weird. What do you want? <laughs> Make yeah, a what choice. do you want? Make a choice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and that's why the Germans see, okay, that can't go on like this. We need to change it. But, um, yeah, some of them are ready, some are not ready yet, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah. And for you, it seems like it's already greener. So in my city, for example, they were candidating, making our city, New Amsterdam, with more, um, with more bike streets and stuff like that. They were promoting with Amsterdam? Yeah, they were saying, like Amsterdam, in the city center, no cars allowed. Which ah, is okay. maybe so they're using Amsterdam as a as way an to example advocate or the Netherlands for as an example. Okay, that's so Germany does Germany see the Netherlands as more environmentally friendly? Yes, definitely. Yeah, oh. because you have less cars. Yeah, but only bikes, because of and that. People love driving bikes. But only because of that, because and I think because of the we are very important uh, in the production of meat. <laughs> Uh, we produce a lot we have a lot of we have a lot of farms that's true farmers Um, as well but Uh, we as well have some farmers maybe not as much every country has farmers obviously Um, but also because you are um, actually um, very well known for the water um, industry do you say that yeah 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 true we are next to the you know how to, the, to to the sea. Exactly. <laughs> so you know we're. How to still I don't know how much below sea level we are, but we are yeah, definitely below sea level. And if yes. if the dikes would break, um, then like half of the Netherlands would be underwater. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so crazy. that's very important thing for us. And uh, I think that is what Germany looks up to, actually. Well, that because we <laughs> that we would be below. S- no, because you're still actually over. You're still there. 
Oh, you're. <laughs> yeah, we're still <laughs> here. <laughs> so far. <laughs> no, yeah, true. But I don't. That, I don't know if that has to do with climate change. Yeah, of course, the rising sea level has to do with climate change. Germans but we don't do anything to prevent it, but we just uh, try to uh, defend ourselves against climate change, and that's what we're doing well. But if you talk about preventing the climate problem, we also have a lot of steps still ahead of us. Exactly, but you're much farther than we are. And for example, um, if you remember in the news, I think in the Netherlands and Luxembourg and France, it was as well. We had a huge flood. Mm -hmm. and also um, in the south of the Netherlands. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that for me, had yeah. a huge impact, I think, as well. And very interestingly, in the last times uh, since Corona, the news don't change a lot. Like for one week, they tell the same news over and over again, such as it almost gets a bit too boring to put it on every day. Maybe you do it every three days and it will still be the same. And yep. it's exactly for the flood. They were telling the same story over and over again. Over. It was for me weeks, like basically. it looked like a wake up call for a lot of people yes. in uh, West Euro Northern Europe, you know, um, because we always saw it as a, well, we saw it as a global problem with the consequences only being realized in other countries, in other continents. Yes. Uh, and now it happened in front of our doorstep, you know? Yeah. Um, and some people can't believe it really because they haven't seen it. Of course they believe in it, but um, they still need more wake up calls. Yeah, it's still an abstract thing and it needs to be real for them well if this yeah. if this wasn't real enough but i don't wish it <laughs> to anyone to no obviously it's very real. sad it's a tragedy definitely yeah. okay michelle <laughs> um we haven't talked about stereotypes yet have we no are there what are the most important stereotypes about germans about germans yeah or maybe that's boring what are the biggest similarities and differences between Germany and the Netherlands? Similarities? I know that they are a lot. Mm -hmm. but I think values, like European values, are definitely similarities. What, what would you say is a European value? To be open-minded, to be international, um, to be... Um, what do you mean with international like to be a global citizen yeah well Such a hard question. people often say germans are cold right really it's, well i've heard it a lot uh, yes? but no. they say it equally about dutch people though they say it about northern western europeans people say that our language don't sound nice uh, Even though well, it sounds aggressive. Sounds cute, but still, people say with a it's that it, uh, they prefer some other languages. Apparently. Well, is have you heard it, that it sounds aggressive? Because yeah, I think it's because the words are very difficult to speak, and as you said, Germans seem cold, so cold and difficult. Yeah, maybe aggressive, or um, because it's very. Um, I have to Google that word actually. Abgehackt. Uh, Alright, that sounds like with nice, a lot of right. Uh, that sounds a bit abgehackt. Yeah, with a lot as of if there's a lot of in one word. Yeah, but does that make it aggressive? I don't know. Yeah, I think if like a language sounds melodic. Yeah, and, and, and like if it one, flows, and it flows, it sounds much more welcoming than. Yeah. Um, hard words which are stopping all the time but have you heard about that you never heard about the stereotype about germans being cold people well it's well, and I i've heard, heard it, it about dutch people a lot of times i heard it actually a few weeks ago for the first time when um an italian friend was telling us um oh you know you never actually give real hugs Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> is, um, it, is it true? Of course, she didn't actually, she said it to a friend, but it also applies to me. Because uh, we give with one hand a hug. And uh, Italian people, 
um, are hanging with both arms. And uh, that doesn't happen amongst German people. Yes, but only if you're really close and comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, Germans don't touch each other that much. Well, they're not comfortable with it that much. I think in that respect, they're very similar to Dutch people. Um, we, we, yeah, we only like it from the people that are dearest to us or that we yeah. completely trust. I mean, in school days, I also hugged everyone from my class, but I didn't hug them like I would hug a dear friend. It's like with one arm, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of ways in which Dutch people and German people are similar. Mm. Um, and but, yeah. Sorry, the older generation gave each other hands, mm -hmm. if you remember. Like, yeah. that's actually quite cold. Well, that's pre-corona. Now, after corona, after they said corona. it would disappear, right? But so far, it hasn't happened. Yeah. Uh, if you compare it to countries like France and Italy, they give kisses to each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, then Germany Yeah, they're is more cold. touchy. Yeah, yeah, Germany is cold compared to I that. would say that's uh, that's similar to Dutch people. But I'm more interested also in... Because we're neighboring countries, right? Yes. We're neighbors. <laughs> and I am always very interested in what's, what are the differences between those neighbors. Because mm. at first sight, we look very similar. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely differences. Yeah, what definitely. have you experienced so far in the Netherlands? Is I found a few things. Um, well, but they're probably not huge. Um, no, but, but they're not huge, but they're there. They are there. For example, the first thing that I realized is that if I don't know someone, as I already said, Germans are not that touchy or close. If I don't know someone, I'm very uh, polite in kind of a way. Um, I think Dutch people um, can be it as well. But um, I, I remember that um, for some reason, someone that I met the same night had to change his clothes and um, was completely naked in front of me. And I thought, I'm going to be polite and I'm going to turn around. And he was just laughing at me being, ha ha, have you never seen someone naked, blah, blah. And I was like, sorry, like, it's a bit weird right now. I don't know you. But um, <laughs> apparently <laughs> I heard from others that's a Dutch thing. But I don't uh, know. <laughs> so that we are more sexually explicit? You're more comfortable um, being naked in front of each other, maybe? Mm. Or like, well, also like, um, no, that actually also exists in Germany, the porns and the toilets, but not as much as here, I think. Yeah. Or like, for example, the naked pictures of your, um, of your roomies in the kitchen or something. I found that so funny. Mm. I think that's really, it's really open-minded, really chill. But like in Germany, people wouldn't. Would you say Germans are more private in that sense? Yeah, yeah, they're more private. Well, this is obviously a big generalization because there's... Yeah. I also Berlin wouldn't undress in front of random all. people. What? Private is not, uh, Berlin is not private at all either. No, 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 um, true. But in that sense... Berlin is more similar to Amsterdam than my hometown. Maybe, yeah. You know, and that's two different countries. Germany, Berlin, and Amsterdam. Maybe. Um, but it was in Tilburg, and I think the person was from Tilburg. Yeah, no, sure. definitely. But I'm not sure. I never... <laughs> it's not that I have, like, a, an immediate recognition. Like I don't think everyone is like that. I think that's a very specific... Um, it's a very image specific that case. I got like in top week in my first yeah week. and you don't forget that easily it's something that stick in my mind is that Dutch or was it just this guy um, mm. but I heard from others that it's like that they are less private this is actually the right word yeah could be the case mm, I'm thinking about it but or more comfortable. I think that's the right word. Well, we do. We have, for example, 
like a, maybe a typical Dutch program, I would say it's called Spuiten en Slikken. It's basically, the whole program is about drugs and sex. And it was like uh, Sunday primetime every week. And they just try to cover taboos uh, on drugs and sex. And they want to get it out of the dark yeah and that's make it exactly exactly what I mean. yeah oh, thank you for saying it but because now i remember that when i was learning dutch um i was reading a dutch um magazine for girls and i found it so interesting that they were much more open-minded and they talked about sex normally versus in german um magazines they don't talk about it or they talk very briefly about it and um they also don't talk about like um relation they talk about relationship problems but in a very innocent manner versus here it's very real and that's um something i found very appealing to the netherlands that they are straight to the point that's also a stereotype that i heard a lot yeah that's actually true um i would say that germans can also be straight to the point but um, not with taboos mm-hmm. and um, but that's here t- to come back to that um, the sexual explicitness of Dutch people um, we also have prudish people because um, that that would mean that we're less prudish as Dutch people but um, so we don't care about being naked and about yeah. talking we're not embarrassed when we talk about sex but yeah. i have to admit this is also i w- i wanted to say this is the younger people but on the other hand there is also an idea that is gaining momentum which says that dutch people or like the younger generations are more prudish than the older generation that's what they would say and i would also say that people that live for example in Amsterdam um, that embrace that um, that sexual vibe open-mindedness but there are definitely also people that are way more prudish in the Netherlands yeah okay okay that's interesting actually Um, but like what I also realized that um, oh I forgot about that part um that i heard from multiple people from different schools that they had like a sex list or something in netherlands and of course in germany that exists for men as well but like women sex usually, list what do you yeah, mean like writing down with who they had sex and how many they had and like bets who has the most sex and it was not only men but also girls which I found very interesting because in Germany, girls um, get a lot of um, negative comments if they um, have more sexual relationships. So they don't talk that much about it. They talk more in private about it. Versus here, um, they actually have bets about it. Of course, not everyone. But I found it interesting that um, it was not only one friend group, but multiple friend groups from different cities who did yeah. that um and i i don't know where it comes from i don't know if it's like um and like um zufall uh coincidence if it's a coincidence or if um it has actually a reason it comes from somewhere but i found that actually quite interesting yeah i don't know if that is true yeah i do think there's a movement going on in the netherlands where we see women as more equal sexual partners just as equal in sexual how do i say behavior in sexual yeah exactly just equal in sexual behavior um so that means that women can have as much sex as men as they want whereas men can brag about it uh before women couldn't uh but nowadays they can do it more and more yeah. But still, there is a stigma on women having a lot of sex. It's still it's still more common for a, a guy to do it. I felt like the stigma was much less present. That could be the case. Um, because we're actively fighting it. 
it, yeah. it's the, there's talked about a lot yeah. um, about that unequal um, judgment. Definitely. So yeah, that could be the case. And e- but I don't want to say it's no, it's totally Maybe equal it nowadays. Yeah. It's definitely uh, still a problem. But maybe more in, more than in Germany, that could be the case. So, so in that respect, Germany is more, can I say conservative? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's a fascinating difference. Yeah. Uh, I had something before as well in my head, but let me think about it. Oh, yeah. Germans uh, had the stereotypes about Netherlands that they take more drugs. But um, it's quite different, actually. Um, sometimes they don't take it at all or they take it um, with their friends in a comfortable environment versus in Germany if you take EDMA it's only to go on a party you don't do it on a Sunday evening with your friends um, but you smoke pot with your friends on a Sunday evening at home but that's um, a crucial difference that we um, actually saw with my friends here where we were like why should I do it in my own home <laughs> with four friends your Dutch friends um, or m- me and my German friends oh. were questioning why we should do that um, but we heard that um, that is a more thing in the Netherlands to do it at home rather than on a party in a safe environment rather than in an unknown environment yeah, I think it depends very much on the person because mm. like cannabis, people slo- smoke on a lot of cannabis, both on the streets and at home with their friends. Um, yeah. But and, and DMA is used here, but more on festivals and parties. That's but, interesting. But that depends yeah, on the, that depends on the drugs because MDMA gives you more energy generally speaking exactly yeah. uh, than cannabis does so it, it's a, it's something that boosts your yeah. energy no about cannabis i mean like in general they are smoking less than like germans thought they would is um, it legal in germany it's not but we still N- nothing is or no not at all legal also not wheat no nor wheat nor mdma no and is there a lot of debate about it or because in that sense we are there is a debate we are different here in the netherlands because we have a more tolerant vibe towards that exactly yeah but maybe also in germany but we also realize it in legislation you know what do you mean that we also we not we don't only have a tolerant attitude in that sense but we also have tolerant law yes even though it's a two-sided law right you're not allowed to grow it yeah it's a it, very strange law so it. that's also a thing i need to clarify a lot of people think that weed is completely legal here in the netherlands but that's not the case yeah exactly it's that's tolerated something uh, very interesting yeah i think so the coffee shops are allowed to sell it and only the coffee shops are allowed to sell it. But they get their supply from illegal producers. Because you cannot produce it, but you can sell it as a coffee shop. Yeah. It would be perfect if it would be legal to produce. But I think it's still better than in the Germany. Because at least you know what you get. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and even now in the Netherlands, there's a, uh, we're in the middle of a period in which like state companies are like doing tests with producing the weed themselves. Like I think also happens in the Canada. So that yeah. that also production becomes legal and not mm. only the selling by the I coffee I think shop. in Germany, one party I would have to look up again um, is actually also debating on um, legalizing it. And uh, I think that's how they also got a few voters for them because um germans smoke pot anyways yeah a lot and do they buy it from illegal dealers yes so it makes no sense to close the eyes 
because they will do it anyways and it's much more dangerous if you don't control it that if uh, like in the Netherlands at least you have an overview and is there also no region in Germany like for example Berlin in which it is legal um, no there is no region such things are more on a national yeah level. national policy I don't think that you can say as one uh, region oh well, we're gonna legalize it for you to you yeah I'm not sure, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Michelle. Wow. Is there um, something you want the uh, listener to know about Germany that is a definite misconception about Germany? Or have you said everything you want to say? Which is also fine. We don't all wear leather jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you will he hear that a lot nowadays. But I have to precise it again. Even though it uh, gets um, more now, since Oktoberfest is something very uh, pop uh, popular. Mean those? But um, it comes from the south of Germany, mainly from Bayern and from Baden-Württemberg. And... Um, Usually you don't wear it on the streets in any other like region. And it's also super expensive actually to buy. So, for example, one diente, which are the dress. For the um, girls? Yeah, they're over some hundred euros, oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so it's traditional clothing exactly. from two regions in Germany, so not from every region in Germany exactly. Uh, yeah. and they only wear it on traditional occasions yes sometimes even also on a regular day depending um, where you live if you live in like a really small town which is very traditional then it might be the case um, but otherwise in the big cities not really no no you wouldn't see it in Berlin I think or maybe, maybe as a in joke. Berlin, since uh, yeah, 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 since yeah. they all want to like oh yeah stand, stand out, out by exactly. dressing in a way you wouldn't expect. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, this was it then, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Are you satisfied? <laughs> okay. I always say uh, say goodbye in the language of the of the country we're discussing, and normally I have to ask it, but this time I think. It's choose, right? Or yeah. auf Wiedersehen. You, yeah? Is it choose? Yeah. Okay. Choose. Choose. <laughs> That's it for today, guys. I hope you liked it. In the following episode, I will have my first guest from Africa, which will be Omer from Sudan. Make sure you don't miss it. 